This guy looks like a full-blown rapist. <laughs> that outro but <laughs> it is the holiday season the end of it and welcome to generation oblivious it is i mark it is me cameron and we are here this post christmas day uh to bring you joy and tidings of dumbassery and douchebaggedness per the usual Per the usual, it was there. I don't know if it was just as bad, but it was. There was some, uh, for sure. There was some uh, craziness this year, and of course, some really dumbass moments. Yeah, like I was in your store personally um, on Christmas. I think it was the day before Christmas Eve. And there was nobody in electronics. Mm-hmm. And people just... And it, it, and it makes me laugh. Because people just lined up. And I would love for somebody, one of our listeners, one of our faithful, to go out and just start a random line. Like, if you have nothing better to do and you just want to fuck with people, like, just go out and stand in a line. Just make a line somewhere. And people will stand behind you. Because the the assumption that people... Dad. Yes. Uh, I need two capes, four yarns, and four dads. Okay. We'll have at it. But the assumption is, is that people... Like, you, you start a line and the assumption is, is like, you're right. Oh, you're in a line. You must... You must know what's going on, you know. Like mm-hmm. when I started work, when I worked at a pharmacy for a brief period, the the people would would look at me and say, "Oh, you're wearing a tie. You must be a pharmacist." And so, with that assumption, you're standing in line. You must know what's going on. So if you wear a tie, you're a pharmacist, and if you're standing on line, you know what's going on. And there were lines in this Walmart, four four to five lines. And it and it looked. I had a flash to a previous life where I was in the French uh, quarter in a, oh. in France, and we were about to witness a a guillotine, a beheading, mm-hmm. and because a, an employee came, and they were just like people were like you, hey you, and I just could see them spitting and throwing tomatoes and lettuce and rotted cabbage. This poor girl, and she was walking, and just her eyes were just huge. Right. She was totally out of her element, and just in just Foxville, and she was the only one in this electronics department. They're like, "I need games. It's my right to buy games on the day before the day before Christmas." Mm. I, it was bananas. Yes. So, what'd you experience? <laughs> uh, it was just miserable that day that you speak of, because. Of that day, they only had five people scheduled. Two people didn't show up. Oh, one person was taken off the schedule, and the other person called in sick. 
and then they had one of them, one of the three, come in early, and they didn't work their full shift. So they had to pull people from other areas. That's tough. It was fucking miserable. It sounds miserable. I it, it's bad. Like I was, I I didn't want to be out. Like I had to be out because I took. I was lucky enough. I got vacation this year right before Christmas. I had to work Christmas Eve, so I took the week before Christmas off. So, like that day, I had to be out to get to get groceries. I needed milk and grapes and shit. So I had to go out and be amongst the masses. And, and then I just started walking around just to look at the insanity that was. And I was just overwhelmed. Just holy shit. Yep. Just the insanity. And it's not going to get any better. <laughs> well, now you deal with the refunds and the, you know, like, oh, my. I bought this. I didn't need it. Yeah. You know. People saying they got phones that were smashed. Can't yeah. help you. <laughs> Sorry. I got this card. My grandma got me this card. It didn't work. Uh, I can't help you with a prepaid card. Yeah. So. But you know how that goes. Yes. But overall, do you, have a, do you have a good holidays? The actual holidays themselves? Yeah. Eh, they were fun. How about you? I had a pretty good one. You know, I went, um, went uh, cross country. Saw the family. Mm-hmm. It was nice. It was real nice. Good, good. Yeah. Um, yeah, so can't really think of anything. The good folks at um, Hidden Pixel have released all of our... Podcasts. Podcasts. Re-released them all. Um, got some hosting for the old ones, because if you listen on... Depending on where you listen to this, SoundCloud, I take them down, mm-hmm. um, because I don't pay to keep them up. Uh, Podbean, I keep them up, because it, it was only like $3 for a year. So that was pretty good, and I linked the iTunes to it. So, But the good people at uh, uh, Hidden Pixel, I've been working with them. Um, we've been doing some stuff, getting some stuff up and going. He's got the... Uh, <laughs> the um, uh, Forestry Raking Association, Association of America... Um, he's got a link up there. Uh, we got a logo coming soon. Uh, we got, um, so it'll be, that'll be up on the website. That's pretty awesome. It's a cool logo. I'm going to get some shirts made. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to shoot some promo videos for it and put those online just, just, to, just for some yucks. Hopefully we can, I'd like to get people just to, uh, just send in their own raking videos. Like I would like this to be like different techniques, even. Yeah, I would just, I would just, I think it would be fun if like this just took off as like this silly little thing where people just show themselves raking up leaves to prevent forest fires. So, yeah. um, and the dude, at, dude at Hidden Pixel Lewis, um, he uh, he came up with the the raking rangers. Oh my god, I laughed so hard. It was so funny. I just uh, imagine being like a Boy Scouts. Yeah, I know. I died laughing. He was like, come be a part of the Raking Rangers. I said, man, that is brilliant. I loved it. I loved it. <clears throat> so that was good. Um, we're going to be we're gonna be rolling a lot of stuff out. Um, growing. Not just this podcast. We're going to be doing some more shows. I'm really getting into... Uh, I don't know. Now that the kids are easier to deal with, it's going to be easier for me to get into some experimenting. Stuff. Yeah, I want I want to I want to do some shows you and I were talking about some stuff off the air. Um I don't want to talk about it, so I don't want anybody to steal it, but uh, yeah, I'm going to talk to Lewis about it. Uh, getting some stuff up and running. 
But until then... I gotta get your musician to redo that song. Like, that would be the tits. I got a musician friend now. Uh, I've had him for a while. I just hadn't spoke with him, but mm-hmm. he is totally down. He wants to do the podcast, um, so I'm gonna have to... Uh, um, I'm not gonna subject you to him, or him to you. One or the other. Whichever one's least offensive. Mm-hmm. Um, oh my god, I'm off the rails. Uh, <laughs> sorry. Uh... But we might do some. He he really wants to be involved, so. Right on. Uh, I would like for him to. I would. I'm on, I'm gonna get him to recreate that song for me. Maybe I'll be the news on the march guy. <laughs> that would be awesome. Um, okay, so this man, there's a lot of news. So I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna start. Not ramming right. them off. I know you got a couple stories, so inter- if if one leads into your story, All go right. ahead and interject. Um, but we will. It's happened once. It's happened again. Woman killed by her own car at drive-through window. Dun dun dun. Beheaded herself. I don't think so. Oh, okay. This was from the Mercury News. This is a Southern California newspaper. Mm-hmm. Woman was killed Saturday when she was run over by her own vehicle in the drive through lane of a fast food restaurant in Southern California. Police were called at 1.44 p.m. Saturday to the restaurant in Beaumont along Interstate 10 about 25 miles east of Riverside. They found the woman had pinned between her vehicle and the restaurant's wall. She had apparently failed to put her car in park before she got out and it rolled forward and struck her. Hmm. Firefighters from California Riverside freed her. She was taken to the hospital where she was pronounced dead from her injuries. Oh, man. I bet she got rolled like a joint. <laughs> like she got out, shut the door, and then the car started rolling as she walked forward. And then it just pinched her. And right. like her her, her mushy insides, yeah. <laughs> yeah, her mushy fleshness <laughs> kept the car from hitting the wall. So it was just like... Oh, she became a real Pillsbury Doughboy. <laughs> oh, damn it. At a drive-thru. <laughs> yeah. And you know people were behind her were just so mad. Like, they were like, I'm here to get a McFrappe. And, <laughs> and or, you're, you know, little kids were behind them, horrified. Yeah. Because I'm a monster. Like, I'll admit it. If I'm sitting in traffic, I'm wishing that the person that caused this wreck is dead. Like, I really am. <laughs> so, I know if I was in that line, I'd be... <laughs> I'd be like, hey, can I get her food? <laughs> but she's dead. And you got, be careful, man. Like, I don't want to go out like that. Right. Like, do you really want that to be your story? And I know, like, they're the motivational speakers and, like, Joe Rogan's like, if you started your story, if, 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 your move, if the movie of your life started now... Who would play you and what would it look like? And, you know, it's supposed to inspire you. Mm -hmm. But I'm more worried about the closing credits, man. Like, how's my movie going to end? Right, right. Because it's all well and good. Like, this lady could have been an ambassador for good, but she's not going to be remembered for anything other than being smushed in a drive-thru. What? What? 
Yeah. I'd rather go down and up. So go down and up. I'm not. We got a third podcaster here. Uh, we'll call him Batman. Is in the room. <laughs> but so this chick, I just, it's so sad. And I mean, we don't know if there's an afterlife. You just don't know. Like, we hope there is, and you want to think that there is. Teach their own. Whatever but at in. the end of the day, you just don't know. And you're going to go out like that in a drive-thru. Oh, over some McNuggets, bro. God. Yeah. Why were you getting out of your car? Man, if it was the if it was the cashier, like, because I've had a cashier McDonald's drop my card. Mm-hmm. Like at the drive-thru window. Right. And um, at the time, my Jeep, the emergency brake didn't work. Mm-hmm. Like they disengaged it because it was stuck. So right. I had to physically like keep one leg on. The I had to keep brake. the brake depressed or turn my car off. Right. But that wastes gas. And I didn't want to do that. But I could have died. I could have been that asshole. I mean, look at, look at how many times you could have died in your life doing something stupid. Right. And that's embarrassing. And to your family and to everybody, don't put them through that. This one, when I read it, I immediately thought of you. Okay. It's always a fun son. It would be instinct. Woman, man, die in separate attempts to rescue their dog from icy ponds. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Okay. (laughs) Just play your game. One of these two huskies... Oh, there's a picture. So, it's a husky. Right. One of these two huskies fell through thin ice on December 10th on an Indianapolis apartment complex pond. His owner died trying to rescue him. The dog eventually was able to get out of it, get out on its own. A man died Monday trying to rescue his dog from a thin icy pond in an apartment complex. The second death in two days of owner's falling through thin ice to save their canines. Two divers from Indianapolis Fire Department found the man in his 20s shortly afternoon at the master's apartments and brought him to shore roughly 20 minutes later. Battalion Chief Rita Wraith said in a news release, the victims whose name was not released was pronounced dead at St. Vincent's Hospital on Saturday, about 250 miles north in Wyoming. Oh, and on Saturday, about 250 miles north in Wyoming, Tracy Cashman, 38, drowned after she fell through ice in a pond at Battles Park while walking her dog. Investigators there believe she also was trying to rescue her dog who had walked onto thin ice. If the dog was struggling, she would have saved the dog, said Cashman's mother. Whether it was her dog, somebody else's dog, a child, it would be instinct. She just would do it. Well, it cost her life. Goldman's or Cashman's gold doodle. Cashman's gold doodle. That's an. Hmm. What's a gold doodle? Is that a dog? I don't know. Yeah, Cashman's gold doodle. Is that like a golden retriever and a poodle mix? A gold doodle? That's weird. A golden doodle had returned without her at 9 p.m. Saturday, alerting family to the problem. She had a husband and three children. Oh, right before the holidays. So, you... 
Like, I've had family die. Like, my great-great-grandfather died trying to save his his second oldest son from drowning. Right. And his oldest... So, my great-great-grandfather, his oldest son, and his second oldest son all died drowning trying to save each other. He would have been fine had one of them not jumped in to save him. Like, the right. oldest one was drowning, the dad jumps in, he's got him, he would have been okay, but the other one jumped in to save him, and he started drowning too, and he drug all three of them down. One one way. All three of them died. Wow. So, these were people. And I'm not saying don't try to save people. Especially your own people. Like, if this cat right here, if Batman here is drowning... Like I'm gonna I'm gonna dive in and try to save him. Right. But if Batman's dog is drowning, sorry, Chief, you ain't gonna make it. Do a doggy paddle. Yeah. I'm gonna say some nice words at your funeral, but I'm not gonna dive in and go get you, especially in some icy water. Right. So what are your thoughts? I know you're a you're a pro a pro lifer. Generally, if you're walking a dog, you have a leash. You have something to help at least lure them to an area that is much safer. I don't know why they would objectively choose to jump in. <laughs> like, that, 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 I don't understand. I mean, I'm assuming they were like, you know, voice command dogs. So they're like, oh, they, they they go by voice command. So how does that help you drag them out of the water there, chief? Yeah, no, they're panicking. They're not going to listen. You need leashes when walking animals, regardless. Whether it's a cat, whether it's a lizard, whether it's a dog. doesn't matter. Yeah, the dogs need... There you go. The dogs need uh, leashes, for sure. But, I mean, I would think an animal's in... An animal survival instinct would be better without the aid of human. Yeah. Especially when you're dealing with a dog on thin ice. Like, like And from what I've seen in videos, especially like if there's something else in there, they will climb upon it. So if right. you put yourself in there, you're gonna be the one going up. Yeah. There. Like they don't they don't they're not gonna sacrifice themselves for you. Like they might try to fight a bear or something for you. Yep. But they're not going to uh, like let you drown them. <laughs> yeah, when it's when they're panicked, they're just gonna. Yeah, like it's a different ball game. Yeah, I that that I was I was interested to see your thoughts on that and how that would. Yeah, they need at least. This is what I say. <laughs> Apparently, this is a, a holiday story. Is why I picked it. But okay, um, I'm a movie guy. You know this, um. Ralphie from A Christmas Story, like, I knew it, like, it didn't shock me. He's in Elf. Like, you know the kid that played Ralphie? He's in Elf. Okay. But apparently people just realized this this year, and they're freaking out on the internet about it. Why? I don't know, like, it's, it's, he's the head toy maker Elf. That's, that's Ralphie. Okay. So his name's Peter Billingsley. He's been a producer. He worked with Vince Vaughn a lot. He was he's been in movies. He was in the 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 breakup with Vince Vaughn and Jennifer Aniston. Like he's been doing a bunch of stuff. Mm-hmm. So 
I just thought it was funny. Like people were like, "Oh my God, Ralphie's in another Christmas movie." I was like, "Yeah, totally, for sure." Like Elf is just like, been out forever today. Elf is what ten <laughs> years old yeah, this year, if not more. Yeah, I thought it was the ten years of Elf. This year was the tenth. I it could be wrong, be. but this one was a no doy. Okay, like this is a no doy moment. I know I'm going real, like, 90s. What? Okay. A woman went brain dead after trying a soy sauce cleanse diet that recommended drinking a liter in a two-hour period. What? So the diet was drink a liter of soy sauce in under two hours. Jesus Christ. No, thank you. Okay, so your instinct is to say no, thank you. Why? That, A, does not sound pleasant. And B, <laughs> something that says you need to drink that much water? No. <laughs> something well, is not right in that Soy situation. sauce isn't water. Right. Soy sauce is sodium. Right. That much sodium in under two hours will give you a heart attack. Right. So here's what happened. So this is the living hell that this lady went through. Just so she can not be... And I don't know how fat she was. I'm assuming not that fat. Mm-hmm. But... Now I kind of know what she looks like. Um, a woman went brain dead after... Attempting a cleanse for which she drank a liter of soy sauce in under two hours... A University of Illinois medical professor said in a video on his YouTube channel. After doing the cleanse, the 39-year-old woman went in and out of consciousness and into cardiac arrest before ultimately developing severe nerve damage. Fad diets typically don't get participants the amount of calories or nutrients they need for daily functions. They don't offer any teachable moments about what healthy eating really is. Um... That's from an author. Like, right. fad diets don't work. Like, you have to have a change of lifestyle. Like, there are cleanses you can do to cleanse the body to start a diet. And those are typically, like, full of water. Like, right. a, 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 a hot lemon water cleanse. Mm-hmm. You know, that's not going to hurt you. But if it's like, drink a gallon of lemon juice, you might want to talk to somebody. Because soy right. sauce... That's stupid. What? Who? Because <laughs> everybody knows, like, Chinese food's full of sodium. Like, everybody right. knows this. The woman experienced central ponotone melanosis, which is a neurological disorder that occurs when body sodium level rise quickly, pull water from brain cells, and cause nerve damage, according to the National Institute of Health. Symptoms of that disease include lessened awareness, difficulty speaking and swallowing, according to the NIH, and the condition can become so severe that a person's muscles could become paralyzed and the person might end up in a coma or die. While some people recover from the condition after a few weeks to a month, others are permanently paralyzed from the condition. Damn. Currently, the woman is unable to talk, swallow, move, or speak. Well... You know, she's going to get real skinny. Mm-hmm. She's going to get that sweet, sweet coma body. That IV diet? Yeah. 
I guess she's not in a coma. But, yeah, all that sodium, all salt does is draw that water. Draw, right. It draws water out of your muscles and organs. And yeah, that is... Literally water fat. <laughs> ultimately, fat... Fad cleanses and diets are completely unnecessary as the body has its own natural detoxifying system. The kidneys and liver do a great job of removing toxins. Yeah, you just can't eat shitty food. Like, mm -hmm. if you are if you want to start a cleanse, just stop drinking Diet Coke and drink water for a day. And that'll start, that'll be your cleanse. Right. Like, you don't have to add fucking soy sauce. You don't have to add lemon, you know. You don't have to add pink Himalayan salt. Just stop putting garbage into your body for your body to filter garbage out. I mean, it's a simple, a very simple process. But I look forward to finding out what happens to that lady. Because uh, she's a gonna die. I can't remember if we covered it. I don't think we did. Okay. But I know, I knew of this story. I don't think we covered it. An Irish woman who married the ghost of a 300-year-old pirate claims the couple have split up. No, we're not. <laughs> absolutely ridiculous. Horshishhor. Oh, oh, I love you, my pirate ghost wife. What the hell? An Irish woman who married the ghost of a 300-year-old pirate claims the couple split up. Amanda Teague, 46, from Drogued, County Louth, what the fuck? What's going on in what, Ireland? What neurological order disorder does she have? <laughs> she married a Haitian pirate. Oh. She's like that. She's like them black ghosts. Hey, I'm the captain now. I'm the captain now. That's the only Haitian I know. So the Haitian pirate named Jack Bull. My Haitian pirate named Jack, man. Okay. It's like Hugh Jackman. It's like Jack Sparrow. She was imagining Johnny Depp with a big 12-inch donger. Mm -hmm. The wedding to her soulmate took place on a boat in international waters off the Irish coast. However, the Irish mayor reports the couple have called it a day after less than a year. Taken to social media, so I feel it's time to let everyone know that my marriage is over. I will explain all in due course, but for now, all I will say is I'm very careful when... All I want to say is be very careful when dabbling in spirituality. It's not something to mess with. The split is another blow for Jack after he was reportedly... After he was... Executed for thieving on the high seas in the 1700s. Man, this guy can't catch a break. Right. 419 years. <clears throat> Pirates of the Caribbean fan. Ding, ding. Yep. Amanda previously told the Irish Post she spent 4,000 pounds to look like Captain Jack Sparrow, Johnny Depp's character in the film. Why? I'm sure... What is your Haitian pirate husband... Man, this lady's got issues. So, what do you think about people marrying ghosts? That's not a thing. Just, no. What about the Japanese guys that are marrying uh, the cartoon girl? I've not heard about this either. You haven't heard about that? No. Oh, it's like, did you ever watch that movie, Her? No. Oh, you gotta watch that movie, Her, dude. Um, so, there's this... Oh, fudge. 
I just imagine the only thing that you should be able to live, or like marry, is something that has a brain. And by brain, I mean intelligence. I'll look it up so for next week. She's... Eventually, like when we get down the road, when they're like, say Detroit become human. Robots become self-aware. Right. Androids, whatever you want to call them. Sure, eventually, maybe marry those. Like in, what was it, Bionic Man? Right. Yeah, that's the one. Bionic Man? Yeah. You know what I'm talking but about. But what about, what about artificial intelligence? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. What sure. about a computer, what, what about a program that you can talk to that talks back and has opinions? I mean, is an actual artificial, like... Because that's what, it's a, <clears throat> in Japan, they made a singer... She's a singer, uh-huh. and they she's a digital, 100% computer person, and she sings, and a guy um, married her, mm-hmm. legally married her, and he comes home, and she, like, she turns on, and she's like, hello, husband, and he's like, hello, wife, how are you, and she talks to him. If that's actual art, like... Like, they have conversations Artificial and intelligence, stuff. sure, by all means. As long as there's a way to think of it on its own. But, I mean, I don't know if it's a program or, if, like, I don't know. Yeah, now, if it's, like, some robotic slave that's never going no, to... No, no, it's, it, it's, not, it's not a physical thing. It's oh, like, it's like a, pla- it's a projection. Right now, it's saying. just a projection in a box. I know what you're saying. That's fine. So, does he put that dick in a box? I mean, yeah. <laughs> flashlight? Flashlight? What do you want to call it? Yeah. It turns on the vibrating settings when it wants to. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you're not down for marrying? Nothing that's not real, no. But or why not? Like, what does it? Does it? But does it truly matter? I mean, if they don't have a way to object, kind of does. Fair enough. Like people marrying buildings, yes. Or animals. Well, are you going to have intercourse with the animal? That's that, that's the question that needs to be asked. Are you going to do the naughty with the animal? I mean, we I mean, know I'm, I'm stories a... of what happened in Florida with certain experience with dolphins. Dolphins and alligators. Right. So, I don't, I mean, I don't care. Like, I don't think, like, I don't think because a person can marry a computer program that it means, like, my marriage to your sister means any less like marriage in general is stupid if you think about it right like it's it's just it's just dumb like here in america it basically just means hey you get tax cut for yeah it's 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 you're you're kind of like making property Mm -hmm. like it's 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 just it's it's more on the conversation of marriage all right let's get talking about what they say the millennials are killing now because one of them is actually marriages Okay. Yeah, because the average millennial is spending like 10 years together before they actually decide to get married. And so, on the flip side of that, that means they're also killing divorces. Right. And those lawyers are not happy about that. Right. <clears throat> yeah, the divorce rate's super high. What is it, 50% mm-hmm. or 60%? Yep. Yeah. Because people were just rushing into it. For- yeah, I mean, when when me and your sister got married, like, it was the thing to do. Mm-hmm. Like... 
so many people from our graduating class that were dating got married, and me and your sister didn't date so, in high school. They got married after prom day, basically. Yeah, like, they graduated high school, got married, went to college, or didn't, and went out into the real world, and then immediately got divorced. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I know several people that they're... Um, that were that graduated with me that have had several have had divorces. I mean, right. le- le- legitimately half, you know. So they go out and they get married, and it was just like it was the thing to do. And I don't really know why, because I think our, I think mine and my generation of kids, you know, we were like the first generation of kids that were like really impacted by divorce so we sought out to really want to be needed like we wanted that like oh let's make this official we're never gonna leave each other you're here forever um and then it just it it turned into a thing but are these millennials like having kids out of wedlock or they i mean the, the ones that are yes most of them are having more often they're having kids and just not getting married and not worrying about it. Yeah, and then later on the road, maybe marry them. See, I would but, rather uh, I like me and your sister. We waited to have kids. Like I would rather wait. Mm-hmm. I would rather okay, go ahead and get married. That's fine, but wait to have kids. You know, All right? Like that's my thing. And then there's many other things that we're killing, such as you know the funeral homes. They're yeah. pretty mad. Because people have caught on to the fact that they're just preying on people when they're at the weakest state. Right. Housing industry. Because <laughs> we can't afford to buy houses. Yeah. I mean, houses are stupid expensive. Hell, most people nowadays, like, there's not a state out there on minimum wage that someone can have a full-time job and be able to afford a two-bedroom apartment. Huh. That's not great. <laughs> That's yeah. how bad our economy is. I mean, and... Like I have, I have two. I I own a condo and a house, and I rent my condo out. I do not make money on my condo. Could I potentially? Maybe. Right. But for me, I would rather rent it and just pay the bill off than try to make money. And that's where, like, you you're starting to talk about like metropolitan areas, mm-hmm. like in New York and L.A., like. In 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 LA, they uh, voted down. They they voted down rent control. Hmm. Like that's stupid. Like now, you, was it the people voted down, or did their officials? The the officials voted it. Down. That's why. Like that, but that's bullshit. Like that's horrible. Another thing with LA's issue is that fact that foreign countries have bought in property there. A whole yeah. bunch of it. But yeah. I mean, I I like I like the entertainment that L.A. brings. I like comedy. I like movies. I like TV shows. But it can be done somewhere else. Like it doesn't have to be done in Los Angeles. It could be done in Tinseltown for all purposes. Anyways. Yes, I mean it could be done anywhere, mm-hmm. especially in this day and age. Like we could do a show. You could do a show in TV. In Tennessee, just as easily as you do one in Los Angeles. It's just, it's, because, I mean, it's just getting all the the, the people in one centralized location. Mm -hmm. But it's, I mean, it's not that hard. Yeah. Um, But Amazon Go 
is going small with tiny cashier-free stores and buildings. Okay. Over the past year, Amazon has opened seven of its Amazon Go stores to the public, ditching checkout lines for AI that tracks what customers want to buy. Now the retailer is taking its cashier-free shopping in a new small direction. On Wednesday, Amazon opened its first pint-sized Amazon Go store, which takes up about 450 square feet inside one of its Seattle offices, a fraction of other Amazon Go locations, which range from 1,800 to 2,000 square feet. Amazon Go Vice President Gina Perina, Perini, who gave CNN Business a look around the store early this week, said that the idea is eventually bringing them to places like office buildings, lobbies, and hospitals, similar to full-size stores, she said. They can go anywhere where there's a lot of people who are hungry and in a rush. Perini wouldn't say when others will open, though she said she hopes they will crop up soon. Such small stores could also help Amazon keep ahead of a handful of startups who are trying to con- who are who are trying to convince existing retailers to buy their cashierless technology. What do you think of that? Uh, I mean, I question it a lot. Because what's to stopping someone from not having like an, like an account with them to going in there and just grabbing their merchandise and walking out the door with it? Right. Because if it's literally just camera tracking who you are and what your idea is, you can literally just... Because if it's like those... Um, what was it, the other stores they bought out and were doing this at? The big ones? That it was just like a little gate that you had to put your phone on and it would register your account. But if it's just a little gate like that, you can just hop over the thing. Right. Yeah, I mean, we would... the the You would have to... The police state that you would need to incur yeah would have to be tremendous i think because mm-hmm. i mean people are horseshit like i mean people are terrible like if you put it in like if you want to put it in corporate buildings like you know google like you have right. a google shop and you have your like disney um your other sister just went to Disney and everything's on the Disney bracelet and they can track you through the park. They know where you're at. So when you're at work, they track you and you pick up a bottle of of YooHoo and you go scan it and it tracks your purchase. Like, go ahead and do that. Like, I, I could see corporations going that route, but, but like a walking into a Walmart where there's no cashier and you're just loading up your cart and walking out. Mm-hmm. And then it... it, and it electronically bills you that that's and let's say if your card bounces right what happens then but amazon actually has gotten in trouble for tracking bracelets before i don't know if you heard about that uh-uh. yeah they were timing people's like bathroom breaks and stuff through oh yeah 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 and they had to be moving every so many seconds yeah i don't think bracelets are the way for them to go to help their reputation well, I'm just saying, like, right. I mean, if that's what they want to do, like, it's a good idea in certain places, but I don't think, I feel like they're trying to totally revamp how we shop, and they're trying, but I don't see, why get rid of cashiers? Like, I don't see the point. Like, they're, we, we're not in a society where we're lacking of jobs. We have more than enough people 
Like, our society, we, we have plenty of people for the jobs. We need more jobs. So stop reducing jobs like cashiers. Well, here's the thing, and why that will never be the case. Companies, especially big ones like Walmart and Amazon, don't want to pay people. They want to keep that bottom line high. Oh, for sure. That is why they're doing it. They're no, I get f- it. Like, I I understand that <clears throat> point, but there has to, I mean... And the thing that kills me is our Congress wants to give them tax cuts. Oh, these small businesses. I'm like, no, you're not talking about small businesses. You're talking about gigantic companies. Yeah, like Apple getting a $600 million tax cut. How the gas Fiji. companies are still getting subsidies. Yeah. And they're trying to take those away from solar and wind because Trump Trump's not happy that one car company is leaving. Yeah. It's absolutely insanity. In Albuquerque, authorities are asking for the public's help in identifying a suspect accused of impersonating a Walmart employee. On November 24th, a male walked into the Walmart at Eubank and Chico dressed as a store employee. The man then went into an associate-only area where he took a six-wheel cart, then Uh loaded two televisions and two piñatas onto the cart before walking out of the store without paying. Anyone with information, this was in Albuquerque. Anyone with information of the suspect, please contact Crime Stoppers. He was going to a quinceanera for Uh twins. Okay. (laughs) But, I mean, that dude, that was good. Good for you, guy. He got one (laughs) over on the man. I mean, right. That was a perfect plan. Or you could just be a little old woman. And get in a power chair, and no one will ever suspect you of stealing a TV. Yeah, they would. No. That happened. Did you not hear about that? Mm-mm. Yeah, it was in one of our local stores in the area. The old woman just had a trunk supply help load TV into the power cart, and she just went right out the front door with it. They didn't even ask to see her receipt. Right on. Yeah, I can't wait to be old so I can, you know, be like, oh, I don't know. Like, I, cause I don't trust people. I don't trust, especially old people who are like, I don't know what I'm doing. Like, fuck you. You do too. Right. You're doing the shit that I would do when I'm old. Like coming in here like, oh, I have to pay for this. Will this dollar pay for this $10 item? No, motherfucker. It won't. You know, the people always grab about change, but then do that kind of shit still. And why are we still dealing with pennies, people? Right. Pennies are stupid. It costs... More money to make a penny than a penny's worth. But here's the thing. And it's totally possible right now. There are companies that don't deal with pennies. And what they have to do to do that is give the customer the... Like, they have to round up for the customer's advantage. Yeah. That's what they gotta do. They just round up or down. Big companies don't want that because they're gonna nickel and dime you to get every single damn dollar. Yeah. That's why we're not out of the pennies. That and there's literally a lobbyist for pennies. The penny lobbyist? Yes. Well, here's a feel-good story. And this one truly, like... This one made me... It made me happy, and then it infuriated me immediately. Okay. A CEO donates $20 million of his own money to employees... Mm-hmm. ...of his salary. Um... Okay. A CEO of Banada Home Healthcare 
gives $20 million to his employees. Okay. The 140, 140 field nurses who work out of this office were there to p- take part of the $20 million gift their retiring company founder was giving to them. The checks range from $50 for employees who just started with the company up to $6,000 for those who have been with the healthcare system the longest. It's a whole lot more than I expected, some old man said. Mm-hmm. But that's just cool. Like, right. I mean, that's a CEO doing something for his people. You know, there needs to be more of that. Like, there needs to be more of that. There, I agree, but unfortunately for us, the boards don't choose people like that. I know. They choose people who will make them money. But the boards, the board needs to be people like that. I mean, there's things in play to try and get that to happen, or at least make it more fair, but I doubt it's going to pass anytime soon. But, and there's another story coming up, and we're going to get into it. And it's gonna it's gonna be hot fire, cause it's some bullshit. This might be a, this might be a double episode actually, cause there's okay. there's there's a lot to go through. Uh, but I would like to think if I'm a CEO, that I would like to think that I've lived I've done enough stuff that I will take care of the masses, man. Like if I become CEO of a company, and I'm good that year, then. I would like to take care of my people. The like, one that actually help most of the people. Yeah. Even, and not like, you. The it doesn't matter. Like, the board, what the board says doesn't matter. You can take your bonus. Right. You can take your salary and give it to them and keep your bonus. You can keep your salary and give your bonus to people. Like, how much money do you need, man? Like, what is your overhead, really? Like what are you what are you doing in your life that you need that much money? Right. Cuz not everybody comes from that much money. You know what I mean? Like I understand like you talking about Donald Trump and his family like those people like they come from a different amount of money. You know. I've been floating around bankruptcy forever today. Yeah. But and there are people out there that, you know, like there are people in the world that you say two hundred fifty thousand dollars, and they get they're they're like, oh, they that's that's a lot of money, but it's not life changing money. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. So for somebody that that would get excited about two hundred fifty thousand dollars, and you are a CEO of a business, and you made a you got a thirty six million dollar bonus, like why not? Why couldn't the CEO of Walmart? And I did the math. Like, the, the amount of employees, on average, I just took the amount of stores Walmart has, and then the, the, the average amount of employees that each store employs, and then I did the math, and it's not a lot of money, you know, and that does suck, because you're so big that it's, and I know people would bitch about it, because it was like, you know, $250 a person, right. you know, and that's that's nothing, but the I think the act alone would make your people, you know... Happier. Yeah, Bring like, the hey, the, the the CEO gave you his bonus. Right. And not the CEO got a bonus and gave you $250 also. The CEO gave you his bonus. Right. Like, to me, that, 
that would be such a huge impact for morale. You want to turn a company like Walmart around? You want to make it to where people stay? Start doing stuff like that. Like, that's old school stuff that that used to be done back in the day, and it's just not done anymore. Yeah. I'm talking about stuff that's not done anymore. Let's talk about teachers right fast. About teachers? how they go above and beyond. Okay. All right, so in Sweden... Are we talking about teachers and blowjobs? No. <laughs> oh, okay. No, no. Teachers are actually going above and beyond. Legally. Like, like <laughs> what you would see in movies, how they would help their students. This okay. may surprise you how far this person went to. So, this teacher in Sweden, because this is where it happened at, had a student, one of the top in their class, had to go back home, because he was actually from, like, the war-torn reason, or area of, like, where ISIS and all that is. Yeah. And he didn't want his family to get trapped. So he went down there to try and get them out. Ooh. Unfortunately, he got trapped. He got trapped along with his family. And he, trying to be the most kind person out there, messaged her through an email saying, hey, unless me from this class so you can at least fill that spot. The teacher instead went to their security which I'm going to guess has some sort of ties with ex-military people because they hired mercenaries to go in and get him and his family out. Oh my god! They did it in four days. That's amazing! Yes. The It's just absolutely insanity. That's how phenomenal! How they got out. And that at this point in time... The guy is incredibly thankful and, like, helping, like, he's offering and helping paying for that mercenary team that went and saved him. Like, he wasn't expecting that to be a thing. Wow. That teacher loves her students, apparently. That's tremendous, man. Ugh. I I only hope I can impact somebody's life that positively. Like, all all I've done is impact negatively. (laughs) (laughs) But that that's so awesome. Holy shit, that's amazing. Yep. <sighs> pretty pretty good. Yeah, there, I mean there are good people in the world and just good people need to be meaner. That's all it is. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like there needs there was a there's a podcast I listened to called Fighter and the Kid and um Brandon Schaub used to be a UFC fighter. He used to play in the, he he tried out in the NFL, played Arena League. Um but he was in college and he went to University of Colorado and he was walking down a sidewalk one day and these ants, these little picnic ants were like walking across the sidewalk. Right. And he just kind of like stopped and looked at them and then he was like kind of mesmerized by what they were doing. He was like, "Oh man, this is kind of cool." Um but so there's this big six foot three, two hundred and twenty five pound, you know, fullback, tight end, whatever, mm-hmm. for the Colorado Buffaloes, standing right. there watching these ants. And his kids walk up. He was like, "Walk around," and he made them walk around. Like that was a dick move. Like that's a jock, bullhead, dick move. Right. But it's for a good cause. So if we can get out of this. If we can get out of this, like, stop bullying. Yes, stop bullying, but but you can bully for a good cause. Like, there's 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 good bullying. 
you know, just like there's good viruses, there's good bacteria, mm-hmm. you know. I just uh, I, I I want I want I want everybody to rise up like God damn it, get together. Right. You can fight the good fight. You can be an aggressive good guy. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing wrong with that. But I I don't think I think that people think that just because if you're good you have to be a bystander and you don't have to be. The problem is that we've been told civil discourse over and over again. Yeah, that's the main no, issue. Because it's it you you have to, like and I you know I think. Like you are, you don't you don't abide by the eye for an eye, hmm. right? I do. And you, you say an eye for an eye leaves everyone blind, you know. And I agree with that. But also, there's like there's this teacher who like this teacher who just did that, you know. That's awesome. Like I why? Mean, like why can't we f- be good guys like that? Right. Like you. Like, that's a good... For me, that... I mean, it's not exactly an eye for an eye, but for me, that's a good eye for an eye. Like, it's not exactly an eye for an eye, but it kind of is. Like, that's a good... Like, these people got captured. Now we're going to come in and take them. Now, we don't know what the mercenaries did. Right. I hope they did some... And presumably, with them only doing it in four days, I assume they knew the area. Yeah. I mean... I just I'm excited like that that to me that's that's an amazing story dude I I didn't hear that that's awesome like that's so cool and I hope you know I hope that 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 teacher doesn't go bankrupt and is now like because in America that teacher would probably not have a job you know I mean can you imagine if a teacher hired mercenaries to go get get a family right like, can you imagine that? Well, going back to teachers, there's another teacher right now, and I think it's in Texas right now, that's getting in trouble. I think they're trying to fire her, but it's an unconstitutional thing what they're trying to do. They're trying to make them all sign an agreement not to ever say anything that doesn't support Israel. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's not unconstitutional. That's a First Amendment violation, and the government definitely can't be involved in right. that. Right. I don't know nothing about that. Yeah, it's absolutely insane. It's where people are finally starting to say that Israel is in trouble for certain things and have done violated rules. But our friend, Johnny Bobbitt, the homeless GoFundMe man. Uh-huh. Has he been caught? Well, yeah, he was caught. The guy that gave his last twenty dollars to the lady on the the Philadelphia yeah. Turnpike, Johnny Bobbitt, the Philadelphia man who was homeless when he became the face of the viral GoFundMe campaign aimed at getting him back on his feet, will be getting out of county jail while he awaits trial in the case. Bobbitt appeared for his detention hearing. Uh, conditions of his release include electronic monitoring and required a to attend Narcotics Anonymous meetings three times per week. Bob can continue to live at his apartment in Philadelphia's Fishtown neighborhood, but must provide a copy of a lease to the pretrial service. In Burlington, the judge added, Bobbitt must also have no contact with the two suspects he allegedly conspired with. 
or any victims. You may not know who they are, but don't go reaching out to them. The agreement comes after Bobbitt applied for drug court. Applied for drug court last week, attorney. What does that mean? Who, do, who applies for drug court? Hmm. I guess something to do with the application. Is still, but if Bobbitt were accepted and complete the program, his charges would be resolved. Oh! Most importantly, sir, is you need to maintain your sobriety, the judge said. Only good things come from that. He wished Bobbitt well from hearing the conclude the hearing concluded. Bobbitt did not speak at the hearing and answered yes sir and no your honor. So the the two people the two non homeless are still in jail. Mm-hmm. I really hope uh, I really hope that uh I really hope that uh that they get the book thrown at them. I really do. That's bullshit. Like don't take people's money. Like money's hard to get. Like I like money, you know. And it's hard for me to give money to people. Right. Especially in this fucking economy. Right. And it's like you know, I always feel bad cuz like right before Christmas, I'm all ball humbuggy cuz I've been working a lot and I'm stressed out and like, I'm trying to buy presents for right. people, and I just don't feel it. And I'm like, eh, I don't want to get them anything. Fuck them. <laughs> right. And then, then I'm giving them presents and stuff, and then I'm just like, oh. I, w- I kind of wish I would have given them something, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, because, you know, your mom and dad, they're like, oh, I don't want anything. Don't get me anything. And I don't. You want something, ask for it. Right. But then I feel bad in the moment. and I'm just like, ah, I wish I would have done just a little something, you know. Mm-hmm. But don't take people's money. It, they need to. They re, because because the GoFundMe thing could be a really amazing human experiment. Right. Like it. It, it could be awesome. Like kind of like how there's a GoFundMe for a stupid ass wall. <laughs> yeah. Um. But also like you could like uh Super Troopers two use GoFundMe to make their movie. Right. Um. Uh, like me and Lewis, we've talked about using GoFundMe for our business, um, our business merger and trying to get some more equipment. You know, maybe somebody out there is like, Hey, you two, you two guys are out there trying, you know, here's, you know, here's some money. Here's 500 bucks, you know? And then these guys are out there like telling this BS story. They get $400,000 and they're going to get a slap on the wrist. I want them to hurt. Like I do, because it need, you need to prove a point, you know, and that's kind of the way I was raised. Like you do right. something bad, like you get punished. Like they need to be punished. They need to be spanked. My kids do. Just like kids do. You're right. Bad people need to be spanked. Think about kids. So we're gonna dive into a conspiracy theory. Okay. A little conspiracy. But I can't get into it. Because I have the link, mm-hmm. but it won't open. Dun, dun, dun. Time Traveler from 2030 predicts UFOs and huge snowstorms for 2019. A Time Traveler from 2030 has made some specific predictions about 2019, including that a devastating snowstorm will devastate some American cities in uh-huh. 2019. So you heard it here first, folks. We're still in 2018. This is 12, 28, 18. You heard it here. 
So if a snowstorm comes and just gives the old Baba Ganoush to America, then this guy's for real. But a lot of people in the UFO community are saying that 2019 is the year. Like, it's going to get saucy. We're going to see a lot of uh, unexplained stuff. (laughs) There's going to be a lot more um, sightings of of UFOs and identified flying objects. So it's 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 going to get hot. It's going to get hot, boy. So what do you really think? Really hot. <laughs> uh, we'll like, find out. Like fire. Like fire, fire hot. hot. We'll find out. So aliens imagine, or no? I mean, if it happens, I imagine it's going to happen like South Park's episode where they send someone in there to see how really messed up we are. <laughs> and we all lie. And then you're like, oh. no, you can't join us. <laughs> You're terrible. You're quarantined. Right. Yeah, I don't think we're... I don't think we're nearly as cool as we think we are. No, we're so far stuck in greed, it's unreal. Do you think that would help or hurt? Realizing that we're not the center of the galaxy? Yes. I know. Well, I think religious people freak out? Yes. I think that would do a lot of it. But what would that do to like the one like the people who think that they're just the tops? That would put them in like their that place. would. Do de- you think like people would freak out? Mm-hmm. I think people would panic. Hundred percent. But but it wouldn't be like an apocalypse. Like it depends. <laughs> Bless you. It depends on the militaries. Thanks. You think? Yes, because any like. Space traveling civilization, if they tried to launch weapons against them, they would laugh at them. Right. Because I guarantee you the biggest countries, if they felt their power or their infrastructure was going to be undone for the better of all, they would try and... Can't play that, bud. And make it to where they would fight back to try and keep that. Yeah, I don't know. I like I think I think a lot of us I would um I would put myself I would join the 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 Space League. Yep. You know, but yeah. Like, Hell yeah, take me. But like I'll, Russia, I'll America with Donald Trump, they would probably try and shoot, shoot nukes at them or something. Yeah, to go from like the the A number 1 the alpha to being a beta is really yeah. hard. It's really hard. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Aw, man, what is going on? In a lawsuit filed Thursday, New York's attorney Barbara Underwood said President Donald Trump's charitable foundation served as a personal piggy bank. Mm -hmm. He must sell his personal Tim Tebow autographed Denver Broncos helmet. That does not surprise me one bit. So what do you know about the, uh, the old Donald Trump foundation? I knew it was a scam a long time ago. Before he even won the Republican primary. Because they had been found out he used it to not only settle settlements that he had in lawsuits with. So he was using money that people were donating to pay off his legal bills. And not only that, but he was also then using it to buy portraits of himself. Like gigantic portraits of himself and then putting it into his profitable businesses which is a crime hmm because he i think it was either one of his building offices or more lago 
he'd put like a 10 by 20 feet like canvas painting of himself or something. Yeah. I want to, I want a marble statue of myself. Yeah. So I knew that was a fraud to begin with a long time ago. Doesn't surprise me one bit. And I just can't wait for all these investigations and for Republicans to start slowly backing away. Because they already are. Like, the Republican senator from our state literally was laughing at him. Marsha? No. She's not She's not in office yet. Oh. The one that's retiring. Because he's like, yeah, I'm not Who's going the to other one? Uh, I forget his name. But he's the one that said he wasn't going to vote for a, a uh, tax bill that made the taxes go up. But then had one piece of legislation put in for him and he voted for it. But, uh, anyways... <laughs> It's because they want him to go vote to get that border wall spending, and he's not going to. He literally laughed well, at them. Well, he shut the government down to fund the border wall, so. It's still not open. Yeah. yeah. He, he said he'd shut it down until he could raise enough funds to pay for it. Yep, yeah, and it's not going to happen. He does not have the Senate. And when the House is flipped, he won't have the House to even make the bill. He's not going to get it. All he's doing is making all the employees, like the like the constables and all that, not get paid for what they're doing. That's bullshit. Yeah. But just keep in mind, the Senate and the House and all them make sure that their tax or payment bills include their salaries beforehand in case that happens. Yeah. So they're still getting paid. Oh, yeah. I'm sure there's no deduction of their of their rate. I just can't wait until the fire department and the police departments don't have money. Because if he thinks it's going to last as long as he does, eventually they won't be able to pay those guys anymore. And then what will he do? He'll have to back down like the bitch he is. Speaking of bitches... Oh. While executives who provide who preside over bankruptcy of Sears and Kmart will ring out 2018 with news of a two... $25.3 million in bonuses laid off workers will be using their unemployment check to get new brake pads put in. Does not surprise me. And this is this goes back to the, like, okay, the government... If you are the CEO of a failing company and you declare bankruptcy, mm-hmm. you should not get like I know a guy who went through bankruptcy. You, he, the, there was no way he was gonna get like, oh, I went through. You can't keep twenty five million dollars, right? Like as a bonus, it's not his salary. Like I understand paying your employees or right up until the last minute. You that is that is wrong. That is just unholy wrong. And I don't care how it's written. I don't care what it was. I don't care that it was in the budget. Right. Fuck that. Give it to the people. Give it to the cashiers. And I don't care if it's only $200. Right. Give it to the cashiers. Yeah, this has been taken to court several times. And the how they get away with it every dang time is by saying that this is how they keep high-level staffers in place that they need for the actual bankruptcy process so they don't quit on them. That's how they get them to stay. Is what they say. Who ne- you're going through a bankruptcy. Yeah. Who cares? Why keep the people that bankrupt the company? Yeah. 
find someone different and use that bonus money on them. Don't keep the same terrible people. Like when you declare, there should be, oh, this is a good idea. There should be a company. There should be a set of executives that when you as a corporation declare bankruptcy, they take your company over. Yeah. And they take care of all of your assets, all of your debt, because there's debt out there. Like Mm -hmm. debt needs to be paid. Like, I'm talking about taking out a business loan. If I take out a business loan, I am held accountable for that loan, unless I'm a limited liability company, an LLC. But I'm not. Like, you have to be a certain position to be an LLC, just like you have to be a certain, uh, to be a nonprofit. So these companies take out these debt, but these people need to be held responsible for it, man. Like, this is, it's, 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 it's a horse cock. Like right. it's it's bullshit. Like take this take this person's money. No, they should not get twenty five point three million dollars. No. Right. So this guy he's going to get twenty five million dollars, and then he's going to go run. So he's going to go run another company. Like he's just going to go get another. Yep, and do the same thing there. Yeah, that's so exactly the same thing with. He's going to go make another twenty five million dollars, and then hit the the people that he that that are unemployed are going to go make ten dollars an hour. No, that is not right. We got to start. There has to be, we need to implement another, like we have the legislative, the judicial, and the executive. We need to have another, like a, a logistical right. <laughs> branch. Like it's, 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 we need to have somebody who's logically running this stuff. Right. With this kind of stuff, it should have been like the banks and all of them keeping this from rapidly happening, but. They've deregulated them to the point where they don't have any power and don't care. Speaking of those kind of tactics, that's the exact same thing what happened with Toys R Us. A banking group bought them out, offloaded their debt, pillaged the money that they did have, and then let that just go away. Yeah. Bankrupt itself. They the 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 guy they put as the president and CEO of uh the president of uh, Toys R Us was the athletic director of Michigan University. Mm-hmm. Like, he had no business running that. No. He was probably one of their buddies and got a big bonus check. Oh, I'm sure. And then there's guys like Stephen King, who in 1987, Frank Darabont, the guy who brought us The Walking Dead, The Mist... Um, among other things, he bought the film rights to Shawshank Redemption off of Stephen King for $5,000. And Frank Darabont went on to make Shawshank Redemption. Mm-hmm. It's a phenomenal movie starring uh, uh, Morgan Freeman and, uh, right. you know, Tim Robbins. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a best picture Nominee, Best Actor, Best Adapted Screenplay, Best Cinematographer, Best Editing, Best Sound Mixing, Best Original Score. And it was just found out that Stephen King never cashed the $5,000 check that a young Frank Darabont paid him. Wow. Like, because this dude was young, young filmmaker comes and buys the short story. And Stephen King will sell his short stories to anybody. Right. So you can make a movie. And that that's awesome, man. Like, that's just so cool. And then there's Sears executives getting 
$25 million bonuses and Stephen King's not cashing $5,000 checks yep. so kids can make a movie. Like, that, that's amazing. And meanwhile, their employees that get paid minimum wage are losing their jobs. So can't... So... Justifiable homicide. <laughs> so what you're talking about is the purge. Yeah. But not every... Like, I think there needs to be a council. Like, if... There needs to be a... Inside, everybody is a bad person. Like, I get that. We all have dark thoughts. We all have good thoughts. But man is inherently evil. Right. And we know this. And even religious people know this because the Bible says man is inherently evil. That's why God flooded the earth. And he told Noah, he was like, I'm not going to do it again. I like you, but you're still dark. Noah was a shit. Like, he was not a good dude. He was a drunk. Right. And Noah was an asshole. His son saw him naked, and he made his son that saw him naked be his slave to his other son. Good for you, guy. Mm -hmm. So, man is evil. Right. So, you can't kill, you can't carve out the evil out of yourself. But, if you are more evil than good, shouldn't you be put down? I'm just saying... Like, they're Sears executives getting $25 million while their their employees are having to scrape together during the holiday season to get their brakes replaced on their Dodge Durango. Yeah, and the thought and processes he, of those kind of people, borderline psychotic. Yeah, and there's Stephen King who's like, use my work, go make things, go do things. And yeah, Stephen King's rich as balls. And, I'm not, and Stephen King might be a good guy, he might be a horrible guy, I don't know. But he's proven to be... A, he, he, he is... He's not being forced to do good things. And people, when forced... You know... Like, you can't force charitable acts. You know, that's when, like... Right. Like, when people get, like, community service. Like, you can't force somebody to be good. You can make them do something that does good, but that doesn't mean that that they will be good from it. So I'm 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 calling a purge. So what do you think? Like how do we do this? Do we draw social security numbers and fight to the death? Fisticuffs? <laughs> do we use weapons? What do we do? What do we do? I mean, I just think that the government needs us to that bit. We need bigger government and the fact that we can't let companies run rampant schemes that are quite obvious that the American people on an overwhelming majority know that they're doing it. Just like how the coal companies shut down and didn't pay any of their workers their money that they owed them. But yet, they were able to leave all the debt and the cleanup on different companies. Right. And fuck coal. Like, Arby's has more employees than coal. Piss mm-hmm. off. Cold means dick. There's already more workers in solar and wind that they're trying to take the little money that they get from America. Like the, uh, what is the term I'm looking for? Subsidies. The little subsidies that they get from the American government right now that they're trying to take those away from. And they still give gasoline. Right. 
It it's it's a shit show. We need we need a purge. I we do. Uh, but then you'd have rich people just buying security. But would the security fight for the rich people? Yes, because they're getting paid. Because we go back to the whole greed. But you've got there. There's got to be. There's some good people out there that would pay for the, some good muscle. Uh, I don't know about that. I mean, I don't like the Thanos snap of the finger and half and half, because like, give me a fighting chance. Like, if if I'm gonna go out, like, let me go out, let me go out fighting. Like, Bruh. even at a random lottery, like maybe I'll get a baby and I'll have to fight a baby. <laughs> Not a baby, maybe an old person. Uh huh. Just like you're, you're a shit person. Like there's a, there's a shitty old guy in Kingsport that I could kill with a sword. Let's just agree that has to be some sort of like Star Trek fighting music in the background. Dun, dun, oh, for dun. sure. <laughs> but we do it, and and we say like this is why we're doing it. Like humans are horrible people. YouTube's distracting us. These people are so rich off of YouTube; it's disgusting. I believe it. We'll see what happens to him, though. I mean, we will see what happens to him. Or they'll disappear into the ether. <laughs> Alright. So, there was a story a while back, and I, I remember reading it. God damn it. It's gone, too. So, did you hear about the FBI agent that was at a dance club? That shot someone? Yes. Yes. He learned his fate. He pled guilty. Why would you bring your gun to a club? Well, it's an FBI. Like, but this, but this why? is if you were going to dance, why would you do that? But as a person, like as an FBI agent, you are always on duty, right? Mm, I don't know if it's the same way. But you're there's a there's a level of like I've had people in my family that have been police and there's a level of there's an expectation that when you hit a certain point you're expected to be there and be ready so unless you're physically out on vacation like if they call all hands if there's a mass shooting like mm-hmm. you need to be ready to go right. and like the FBI is a high level is it even higher level of that than than like local police so, right. you've got, but so you again, got an FBI man, maybe he's on his lunch break, maybe he wants to go out to the club. But again, his gun wasn't secured in a harness, or like some like strap thing, it just fell out, and he pulled the trigger when grabbing it. It's on him, 100%. <laughs> Sorry guy, I gotta agree with Cameron on this one. Alright, this one... I hope you haven't heard about it. Okay. Walmart was granted a patent this week for its new listening system for its retail stores that if ever deployed may make some employees and shoppers uncomfortable. According to the filing of claims of as an example system for capturing and analyzing sound in a shopping facility, in other words, it's a kind of surveillance system. Uh-huh. For example, this proposed listening system would be able to detect the rustling of shopping bags and the beeps at the register. Walmart could use this tech as an anti-theft solution to find out if number 
if number of items in a transaction and number of bags used check out, it sounds like a reasonable application of technology in a major retail store, right? No. <laughs> Walmart would be able to eavesdrop on customers' conversations. Uh-huh. And employees. That's where the intriguing the intrigue stops and the anxiety begins. The system wouldn't just be an anti-theft tool, but a way also to monitor employees' interaction with customers and possibly monitor what customers are saying in real time about products. Additionally, the sound sensors would capture audio of conversations between guests and an employee stationed at the terminal. The patient, the patent reads, the system can process the audio of the conversation to determine whether the employee stationed at the terminal is greeting guests. Advanced monitoring systems to track shoppers and employee isn't exactly an original idea. Walmart's retail rival Amazon has been busy testing its own cash cashierless go retail stores, which we just covered. Those retail stores monitor the individual's movements of shoppers and employees all the way down to your gait and physical appearance to keep track of which items you take off the shelf so Amazon can charge you automatically when you walk out. Currently, Walmart doesn't have plans anytime soon to, to, to deploy the system in its retail stores, but it does prove that one of the biggest retailers in the world is actively thinking about the future of shopping and retail security, whether or not your privacy can be preserved in the future while shopping for paper towels is up for debate. How do you feel about that, Bubba? I feel it's real fucking stupid. Have you heard about that? No. Heard about the little robot. That was about it. Well, that would that would be how like we talked about how yeah. like robots could hear the glass break mm. through that system. So, um, yeah, no, it's just no way so they can sell information. Oh yeah, that one hundred percent. Like you would have Kraft being like, "What are they saying about our ketchup?" <laughs> and making sure employees aren't saying stuff. Like call the wire number to complain about how few people we have. Right. Oh, they would. Oh, that would be bad, dude. Mm-hmm. Man, this is like a. Because guess what happened? A whole bunch on the, the day before Christmas Eve. A lot of complaints about how few people there were. Dude, oh yeah, I nearly called, not on your store, because mm-hmm. I was in on vacation. I was in Kansas and Texas, and I nearly called on Walmart. Like I was, n- a- they they took me to a place that I don't like to go, right? And it takes a lot for me to get there, and like little Batman here, like messing with little Batman is the only way to get me there, and it involved him and his medicine, and I was getting right pissed, right? Um, but I would it would be fun. <laughs> It wouldn't be fun. Like it would be, it would be horrible because I. It, it would be a tool to fire people, but right. That's not. You don't want to create a police state. Like what is this, George? What is this, nineteen eighty four? Russia. Like, We're becoming Russia. Yeah. Like, I know you don't read, but you should get the Audible book of nineteen eighty four, dude. Like by George Orwell, mm-hmm. because it's 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 just like this, where the government listens to you. And if you say something, they grab you. If you do something, they grab you. If you eat something that you're not supposed to eat, they grab you. If you're too fat, they limit what you eat. Like, they just control you everywhere. Right. Like, 
Walmart is turning into like Big Brother, man. Like literally Big Brother is watching and it's mm-hmm. Walmart. Right. It's like Japan's like what was it, one of their businesses like every year they check your like your like your fitness. Yeah. And one business literally just gives them a towel with a tape measure built into it. <laughs> Not mad at that. It's kinda of funny. But that's why there's not very many fat Japanese people, except for when you're a sumo wrestler. I mean, there would be... Imagine the conversations you would hear. You could fire everybody all of the time. Right. I mean, inappropriate conversations from everyone. From the oh, store yeah. manager down. Oh yeah, I'd be fired several times over. Yeah. I've even blatantly cussed in front of a manager before and they didn't say anything. <laughs> yeah, I mean I've I've cussed in front of customers, I've cussed in front of managers, I've done, you know. So that's crazy. That that bothers me. Mm-hmm. But check this out, dude. A guy we know. So and I trust him. Mm-hmm. Um and you know him as well. Right. I'll tell you off the air who it is. So you can he was in um, Academy Sports mm-hmm. uh, back when we had the snow a few weeks ago. Right. And he was buying um, snow gear for his daughter to go out and play in the snow. Mm-hmm. And he was like, oh, man, I didn't know they carried this boot and whatever boot it was that he was looking at. Mm-hmm. And his daughter stopped and they looked at it and he goes, I need this boot for work. And he said with a boot name. And he goes, I'm going to have to go home and check that out. All right. So... So he gets home, and he sits down, and he gets an email, and it's an email from Academy Sports, and it's a coupon for that boot that he was looking at. Hmm. Strange. Isn't it? Yeah. What do you think about that? No boy, no. You think, what, so, was it his phone that was listening? It had to, it it had to be his phone, wouldn't it? Well, I mean, there's... Dodds are most likely because a bunch of apps, whether they're games or various other things, make you sign off on things that they shouldn't even have access to. Right. For you to use it. Yeah. And they just sell your information. Yeah. So, I know there was a big thing, a big to do about. Um, somebody said that there was a new iPhone and that could make your mic go live and you could turn it on so people could have access to your mic but i was just like they already do yeah like even though your phone's asleep your phone's always on like even in power saving mode like that might be the only thing because i turn my power saving mode on all the time Mm -hmm. and my gps will go off so I know they can still track you, not through GPS, but I don't know if power saving mode. I'm I'm kind of hoping power saving mode would like kill the mic. It probably just triangulates off the towers. Yeah, but I'm still I'm still hoping like, because I haven't been in a store. I mean, I've gone online and looked at stuff, mm. and then had the ad like show up in my Facebook, you know. Right. But something like that hasn't happened to me so. Like in my face. That's all that's going on there. Now, Donna, you got quite the vent today. It sounds like what's going on with you. Well, oh. I to... Okay. 
<laughs> I'm going to play this clip. I forgot what this was. This was just a clip. Shut up. This was just a clip. Um, I want to get your thoughts. This is how this podcast came to be. Stuff like this. These people are the ones we need to save. Or kill. We mm-hmm. need to kill the mega rich and the mega stupid. Right. So the people in the... We need to kill the bread. Okay? We're a sandwich. The top 1% of the, are the mega rich. They need to die. That's the bread. And the bottom 1% are the stupid. They need to die. So we need the meat and cheese mm-hmm. and the condiments and the condiment people. <laughs> All right. So the, 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 the rich, the, the crazy rich people that keep life spicy and the, the crazy fun people mm-hmm. that are dumb that keep life entertaining. What if they're both like Elon Musk? We need to keep Elon Musk. He's like that. <laughs> he's like that stone ground spicy mustard. <laughs> but check this out. Now, Donna, you got quite the vent today. It sounds like what's going on with you. Well, I wanted to voice my opinion on something that's been bothering me for a really long time. Okay. Um, I, I tried writing the newspaper and contacting uh, TV stations, but nobody seems to want to stay with this. So that's why I'm calling you guys. Okay, what's, the, um, what's the issue? Well, <clears throat> over the past few years, I've been involved in three separate car accidents involving deer. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, with the population and everything. Um, each of these incidents, they've occurred shortly after I saw a deer crossing sign on the highway. Well, my frustration is that Minnesota and North Dakota Departments of Transportation would allow these deer crossings to be in such high traffic areas. I mean, I've even seen them on the interstate. Tell me if you want me to pause it. Why are we encouraging deer to cross at the interstate. stupid. I don't get strong it. With this one. It's a high traffic area. I mean, do you get her stupid? Deer, I understand that deer love animals. They need to travel across <laughs> the streets occasionally to survive. And now, of course, she thinks food, but, that um, the deer are that, following the signs. So yep. irresponsible of us to allow these deer crossings to be in she areas where these deer are so likely to be struck by oncoming traffic. I mean, wouldn't you agree? <laughs> Um. <laughs> it's just, I mean, you think they would put deer crossings maybe, you know, in, you know, smaller towns, maybe during a, like at a, at a school crossing, that's, would, it would be a safer place for them to, to cross, Wait. you know, put the deer crossing sign. You know, deer crossings aren't telling deer that it's safe to cross there, it's just more of like an alert for drivers so they know it's like a high deer population. The government put the deer crossings there. They can direct the deer population anywhere they want to by moving that deer crossing sign. I mean, you know, why in the world would they place it on the highway or the interstate, you know? I mean, God, there are so many other places I can think of than the deer crossing signs on on busy highways and interstates. You seem to be under the misunderstanding that the deer are somehow attracted to the deer crossing sign. Well... Well, yeah, the deer crossing sign is there to allow the deer to know that's where they need to cross. <laughs> right. And all these car accidents you had involved a deer after you saw a deer crossing sign. Exactly. I, I mean, I, I, I mean, I'm trying to watch out for the deer, but, I mean, I'm, you know, speed limit's 55, 65, how am I supposed to, you know, you can't 
break really quick if you you know if the deer just is crossing in that deer crossing area. So you'd like to see these signs move somewhere safer? Right. If we have, we can move them. Like, don't just put your crossing signs on the interstate or, or freeways. You know, put them in uh, lower traffic areas. You know, somewhere where the speed limit, you know, a lot slower. Uh-huh. You know, maybe small towns. I don't know. I think school crossings is a good idea. Well, listen, we will. Um, yeah, I mean, you say you've tried to contact quite a few people about this. Right. Yeah, I, I wrote like at least three or four letters and. We, I would love to see those letters. The word, okay? Oh, we will try to kind of help you raise some awareness for this issue, okay? Oh, thank you. We need to move those deer crossing signs. We appreciate your comment this morning. All right, thanks. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's that's real dumb. Real dumb. It it's out there. It exists. It's it's real. It's a problem. It's a problem. She just needs to move to California, where they literally put fences down like the highway, and then every so often having a crossing area above the highway or underneath it that funnels the animals into those areas. I thought that was for Mexicans. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> oh, come on, play with me, Cameron. Oh, come I'm on, what you're going for. Come on. <laughs> That's what she needs to do. She's just, if she's that dumb, she's got to go there. So she thinks that the deer follow the deer crossing signs. Yeah, she is not what you call an intelligent human being. Just because Jobs' data is coming in at what appears to be a great-looking clip doesn't mean that workers aren't growing more and more disgruntled as wages lag, inflation numbers, hours worked, mm-hmm. benefits decrease... Mm-hmm. Case in point, a group of several employees who decided to make notable public exits from their jobs, as was highlighted in a recent CNBC article. According to data from the Bureau of Labor Statistics, approximately 3.5 million Americans quit their jobs every month. As this article points out, some submit or tender a respectful and typical resignation. Others in instead simply don't. After making it clear he didn't like his benefits being cut and being treated as a part-time worker, despite working 40 hours a week, he stated, Attention all shoppers, associates, and management. I would like to say to all of you that nobody should work here ever. Our management, our managers will make promises and never keep them. I'm sick of all the bullshit, bogus write-ups, and my job. Fuck management, fuck this job, fuck Walmart. Nice. Boom! Another public resignation was Stephen Slater left his job as a, as a flight attendant for JetBlue. He said on the intercom, I've been in this business for 20 years. I've had it. That's it. He then took two beers from the plane's beverage cart and exited the plane in grand old fashion on its emergency slide. And then there's a story of Maria Schifron, who gained popularity on the internet when she quit her job as a video producer making a video of herself dancing dancing to the song Gone by Kanye West. It's 4.30 a.m. and I am at work for almost two years. I've sacrificed my relationships, time, energy for this job, and my boss only cares about quantity and how many views each video gets, so I figured I'd make one video of my own to focus on the content instead of worrying about the views. Oh, let my boss know I quit. The video of her resignation, which was 
eventually removed from YouTube, wound up at 19 million views. There, then there was the Twitter employee who wound up deleting Donald Trump's Twitter account before leaving his job at the company. <laughs> Ooh, Bytar Dysak recalled his last day at work as uneventful up until his final hour when he received a notification that President Trump's Twitter account had been reported for violating Twitter terms of service. He put the wheels in motion to deactivate the account before shutting down the shop and leaving to build the building one last time. And finally, there was the story of Carlo Green, who was a local news reporter in Anchorage, Alaska, and had decided to leave her position to become an advocate for the cannabis industry. Yep, after, I know yeah, that one well. We all know that one. She said the F word on TV, mm-hmm. and that makes her a bad lady. I quit Walmart. I did it respectfully. I kind of regret it. I kind of don't. Regret quitting quietly or quitting? Yeah. I mean, I feel like I should have What would your perfect what would your perfect scenario be though? Just leaving the building? Say fuck it. Just handing the manager that you hate the most your badge is walking. Yeah. Mine was always like on a Sunday, because Sunday you were alone. Mm-hmm. As a manager. And just taking the keys and walkie and putting it in the manager's office and leaving the building. Yep. And making sure that there were no other managers there. And just watch it burn. But my fear would be that it would just go through a day and everything would be okay. Right. Or they would get someone from another store to come. Yeah, like that would be the worst that came right back out. Yep. <laughs> um, that would be the worst, is that you quit, and nobody knows that you're gone. Like, on overnight, you could do it, and it would probably be okay. Mm-hmm. Like, you you would probably not n- be noticed. Right. But in the middle of a day at a Walmart, like, make sure that you're the only manager there. That would just be amazing because you would have customers just and just to see how long. The only reason I didn't do it would be because the like a customer waiting for me at the service desk as the cashier waited with them. That would be, you know, because the customer would just be going off on the, the right. cashier, you know, and that's not right. Right. You know. So, so good on these guys for for trumpeting trumpeting it off. Mm-hmm. Putting some flair into it. Yeah. Hire a marching band. Go out the doors. So, did you see Trump was going full shining this Christmas? Telling a little girl that she was crazy for believing Santa? <laughs> what you called NORAD? Is that that's what you're talking about? No. Oh. Maybe. No. Yeah, you were in Christmas for a seven-year-old. Because she called NORAD? Mm-hmm. And he decided to go and volunteer as well. Wow. And he got the seven-year-old girl, and he's like, you still believe in Santa? That's uh, not what you're supposed to do. She called the hotline, buddy. Wow. Yep, what a douche. 
No, he tweeted out, I'm all alone, poor me, in the White House, waiting for the Democrats to come back and make ah, a deal yes, on one. the desperately needed border security. At some point, the Democrats not wanting to make a deal will cost our country more money than the border wall will, we are all talking about. Nope. Crazy. Trump canceled a planned trip to his Mar-a-Lago resort for Christmas after he rejected a bill to keep the government open through the new year. He is staying in Washington, D.C. as lawmakers work to put an end to the government shutdown. Meanwhile, he issued a tweet on the wall funding that was left reporters baffled. The wall is different than $25 billion in border security. The complete wall will be built with the shutdown money plans plus funds already in hand. The reporting has been inaccurate on the point. The problem is without the wall, much of the rest of dollars are wasted. A tweeting hailing Saudi Arabia for giving money to the Assad regime in Syria. Saudi Arabia has now agreed to spend the necessary money needed to help rebuild Syria instead of the United States. See, isn't it nice when immensely wealthy countries help rebuild their neighbors rather than a great country? The U.S. that is 5,000 miles away, thanks to Saudi Arabia. Except for he has business dealings there. Yeah. No kidding. And the fact that he doesn't want to hold the Saudi prince accountable for killing someone who lived in America. Shows yep. where his... The journalist. Yep. Shows where his loyalties lie. But I imagine him like Jack Nicholson in The Shining... <laughs> Just locked up in the White House, just tweeting away, yep. throwing. I imagine he can't throw a ball very well, so like he throws a ball like a girl he against the wall. He plays tennis with those bone spurs, you know. Oh yeah, that had got found out to be a lie. Oh, turns out that doctor is dead. By the way, the one that wrote the bone spurs. Oh yeah, yeah. Did yeah, he get he, suicided? No, he, he's been dead for a while. But he was oh. telling stories about how that happened before he died. How one confused man's fight against Mexican immigrants led him on a crusade against a fast food chain. Hobart, Arkansas. When Clem O'Connor walked into the Taco Bell in his town for the first time, he was greeted with words, smells, and tastes that offended him to his core. Though someone's taste buds began offend being offended in Taco Bell is nothing new. This made the political garbage shoot react out to Clem was the reason for his outrage and the campaign he started because of his outrage. O'Connor is convinced that Taco Bell is an agent working for the Mexican government and they are infiltrating American culture one cheesy gordita crunch at a time. So Clem wants Taco Bell run out of his small Tennessee town and his petitioned everyone from his local city council on up to the governor of the state to have the fast food chain thrown out of hazard for good. You know there isn't a single hamburger to be found on Taco Bell's menu? Clem asked our interviewer. There is nothing more American than a hamburger, so I have to ask, what is it, a, what is it about the America that Taco Bell hates? O'Connor says that he's not a racist at all, but yes, that yes you are. <laughs> that he just knows that that you can't have a huge welfare state and let any Tom, Dick, or Jose in the country, even though he also says he understands that undocumented people can't get federal and most state benefits. 
O'Connor says that his fight against Taco Bell is symbolic as a struggle against the silent invasion from the South. When shown immigrants, statistics that prove no major influx of Mexican immigrants is coming into the country, O'Connor told us it's the principle of the thing, and just because it's one way today don't mean it won't be another way tomorrow. Clem said that until the border is secure, we can't have any more Mexicans coming over and that coming to a place like America and seeing authentic Mexican food at places like Taco Bell might encourage them to come here illegally and never leave. (laughs) Would it kill them to put a nice steak and potato meal on their menu, Clem asked. I mean, steak and potatoes is American as fuck, but no, it's all tacos this and burritos that. It's offensive to me that in America I might have to read menu items in a different language. I don't go to any fancy schmancy restaurants where the menu is in whatever language the cuisine is in. I'm an American. Different cultures frighten and confuse me. I want my menus in English and I want my waiters better speak it too. And you can get the and you can get the f out of this country as far as I'm concerned. And that's where there's what you call a racist xenophobe. Clem told our interviewer that he doesn't want to make it seem like he's anti-immigrant. He just wants the invisible boundary lines made up centuries ago to be enforced. He also said that it's a great thing that these people still see the U.S. as such a great place to live for themselves that they risk everything to break all kinds of laws to get there, but that... We should take a hardline stance with because it's not like immigrants have ever helped us build intercontinental railroad lines or something like that. What? (laughs) All I'm saying is that we live in America, and if you're not going to adopt American values, then you should get out. Taco Bell is an American restaurant in America. There should be a cheeseburger and fries on the menu, and I should be encouraged to bring my gun into the joint. That's American values right there, but instead I have to settle for a chalupa and seven-layer burrito, and I have a, and I have to leave my gun in the car. O'Connor says that he is still waiting for the Hazard City Council to return his calls, but he has been picketing outside the Taco Bell for the last two weeks, holding a sign that says, It's the USA, not the U.S. of tacos. As O'Connor thought most of the people who approach him have laughed and gone inside anyway that he knows he's sparked a lot of con- conversations around the dinner table lately and at least peep at least a few people will think twice before getting a quesadilla no no they won't and you know he said quesadilla right it's just too mexican in there clem said that's all i'm saying it's just too mexican wouldn't it kill them to put an apple pie on their menu clem said Clem said said that his struggles with the Taco Bell menu are his chief reason for voting Trump next month. He'll build a wall around Taco Bell and do extreme vetting on their line of cooks. He'll force them to put cheeseburgers on the menu. We can make America great again by purging it of anything that's just too Mexican like Taco Bell. Jesus Christ, this guy's (laughs) such a racist xenophobe. I love it. That's the thing. A lot of our racists don't even think they're racists. True. All right, I'm going to read you this headline, and I want you to guess what country this happened in. Okay. Caged bear rips off woman's arm at boozy Christmas party and eats it. Uh, 
I just want to devoutly say America. Nope. But. I'll say it's not in America. Okay. So what country do you think would cage a bear at a Christmas party? Asian Pacific or Eastern European? Asian Pacific. Aha. Okay. It's Russia. (laughs) I don't think that works. It's not the same thing. It's Asia. Taiwan. No, it's it's Russia. Oh, that was the actual yeah, answer. Russia. Okay. A caged brown bear ripped off a woman's arm at a boozy Christmas party and then devoured the severed limb for a festive meal. The angry beast grabbed the reveler's outstretched hand and tore it off as she fed the animal through the bars as it cr- bars of its cramped cage. The bear was kept in. The 53-year-old unnamed victim who had boasted to others she could feed the animals is now in intensive care in an engraved condition following an attack. She suffered massive blood loss as fellows partygoers tried to help her. She later underwent emergency surgery in a hospital to save her life. The victim was an employee of a small hotel who had been drinking at a Christmas party when she boasted to other guests how she could feed the beast. It ended in tragedy for the woman as the bear took its revenge on being held captive and ate her arm. Oh, we they usually use a stick and push treats towards the cage. Sometimes the bears open their mouths and they can throw it in like hippos. They are very smart, and they have their paws outreached. They can reach out with the hands. There's videos of bears drinking out of bottles. Normally, bears are shot after attacking a human, but this beast may get a reprieve. Next week is uh, the New Year's. I love New Year's because they always there's always a great list of things of of there's always list of stuff shoved in people's butts. And stabbed and killed and. (laughs) I know. Super gross. So if you're gonna party in Russia, don't feed the bears. Don't feed the bears. That's gonna be the title of the episode. I like that. (laughs) All right, folks. Good night. Peace. Where's my mouse?